Hello, and welcome back to Positively Random, the podcast where I, Jackson Messer, talk about some random stuff with one of my guests. Today, my guest just so happens to be my best friend, whose name is also Jackson. It's Jackson Mann. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, big guy. How are you? Oh, you know, doing good. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Jackson. I'm currently a junior at Texas State University. Um, I plan on getting my degree in allied health science with a minor in business, and I also work for a medical sales company. Yeah, how's that going? It's going really good. Yeah? You you making them big bucks? Uh, Not yet. On the way. On the way? Soon to come. Yeah. I mean, you are pretty successful for your age, I will say. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I believe <laughs> you are as well. <laughs> All righty. So you know how this works, buddy? Yeah, so, you know, we're just going to talk. We're going to have a good time, just spend some time with the homies, you know, talk about some random shit. So you got anything for me? Yeah, um, I, I believe there was some Twitter. Hold on, let me pull it up. And I had seen Dave Portnoy, if you're familiar with Dave Portnoy. He, I am not. Tell me a little bit. So Dave Portnoy, also known as Stool Presidente, is the president of Bartolomeo. Barstool Sports. Oh no way! And yeah, he's a big like he's a he's big in the sports world. I think it might have been on Instagram actually. Uh, Stool Presidente. Um. So basically, I'll just play the audio into the mic. Um. And for visual, for reference, for all you listeners, um, he is lighting his Hanukkah candles because he is Jewish. Um, he is lighting his Hanukkah candles, um, and it's, this is just kind of the ritual, what you do whenever you're lighting your Hanukkah candles, uh, Dave Portnoy edition. Happy Hanukkah and happy holidays to everybody out there except Kanye. Fuck Kanye. <laughs> except Kanye. Fuck Kanye. <laughs> I thought that that was absolutely spectacular. What do you think about Kanye? So you did hear what he said, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I, I was one of the, you know, I was one of the Yeezy buyers, you know, I did purchase a pair of Yeezy. Right. And you look good in them. I oh, can't lie. They were pretty fire. I, I did cop one of the, the Adidas Kanye hoodies back when he had oh, it because I thought some of the shit was pretty those, Yeah. I mean, you know, I've always been an, I've always been a Kanye listener. Like I've always, yeah, like, he has. I've always liked Kanye's music. He's a big music guy. I really like Kanye. But now, man, I really did like Kanye. And I, I mean, you know, we've known he has mental issues. We've, right. we've known this for a minute I mean, now. And, you know, obviously, you know, the, the death of Donda didn't help. But I don't think the death of Donda, my, I don't think the death of my mother would ever drive me to say that I think Hitler did some good things. And then go on a public interview with, I believe it was Pierce Morgan. Yeah. And openly so. admit to being racist. Yeah, and I was just like, "Come on, man! Like, what is what is this guy on?" And then the whole like video about how he doesn't think he's bipolar. He think he he thinks he has um, what did he say? I he, can thinks pull it that, up. he thinks that he was like, I think he said, I think he said autistic, like he had autism. I, I think that's what it was. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm incorrect. 
um, all you listeners may want to help us because yeah. I'm honestly not 100% sure. Um, I had seen it somewhere. Didn't he also say something about the Jews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About how like the people that had raped his people or something were Jewish. And I was like, dude, that like I can't support that. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't want to. I don't want to actively participate in cancel culture, but we ca- also can't accept someone that you know that does with that, with, that, with that, that much power. Like he's a celebrity. Like everyone looks. Like, a lot of people look up to celebrities, and a lot mm-hmm. of people look up to Kanye specifically. And I don't think we can participate. In- I mean, for what he did, and you know, he became a big, big icon, and he was he was a big movement. And I mean, and, and you can't. You can't deny the fact that he had some crazy songs, like some some bangers, songs. right? Like absolutely. I, I think it's just it's just crazy. Some of these people that get all this money and all this attention, and then they, they just feel as if they can just do and say whatever. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, I I I agree with you because, like. Especially in today's society, you cannot do those kind of things. No, you can't. I mean, in I feel like in today's society, and our generation specifically, a lot of us actively participate in cancel culture. There is a large portion of our generation that does act that does, and and partake, and and, and I myself am, am participating in it, and it's not a good feeling, but it's also something that's like, well, we it's in a position to where like we have to. Well, there's a difference between like cancel culture, and standing up for what's right yeah and i think i i agree with that too i i do agree with that yeah you know times are tough and he did not make it any better <laughs> no no he he didn't i mean this is pretty wild yeah um, but yeah you guys should check out barstool sports and dave port dave, dave, dave port what <laughs> i don't know what that was <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah, no man. Um, I've seen like, have you seen any of the Barstool A and M stuff? I don't follow Barstool, and I just follow Bar- Barstool Texas State. <laughs> what I'm is him going quit playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Like, oh man, there's so many crazy things going on in this world. Since we don't have the rights to music, can we play music on the air? No, not really. Technically, no. I don't know. Maybe if we were live, but we're not going to be live, and we could get copyrighted for that. I don't want that to happen. Me neither. I would like to play music. Though. I know. Nice little background music. Yeah, something something bumping in the background would be nice. Yeah. So how's your life been going? Pretty good, dude. You know, it's just busy. I'm I'm excited to get back to San Marcos. Not gonna lie. Yeah, you know, being back in Dallas can be a little rough. <laughs> Dallas is certainly not the move. It's so busy. So many people. They're crazy, crazy people. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Everybody's got a strap. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a gun. It's kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. I mean. But then you realize that. It's know, the world we live in. It's just kind of the world we live in. So what, rather than get caught lacking you know sometimes <laughs> just be there packing <laughs> yeah something like that can't get caught lacking so i stay back <laughs> stupid. Uh, oh man that's actually funny but you know yeah you know 
have you uh have you heard anything about the fentanyl vaccine yeah i've heard that it's going into production um not production it's going to human testing oh human testing yeah so essentially and it's not like a it's not like narcan like it's not like a it's not like you narcan? start no you start like you start I, I know narcan is what is what you take whenever you're, you're exposed, ODing on right? opioids yeah, yeah whenever you're exposed to it and i've heard people that like there was a cop and she had stopped these people and they had fentanyl on them and she had rolled the window down in the car and the fentanyl blew into her face and she started having allergic she started she I mean, started yeah. she went into shock just by it touching her skin i mean a lot of it contact is not good that stuff is like deadly mm-hmm. he said that they said that enough fentanyl has gotten into the united states to kill every american twice i mean well so they they got 40 they so far they've like i think seized. it was like 40 per, seized like 40 percent of it and that's like enough to kill every american like three times over oh shit so it's more than that wow. yeah i mean i've seen it in candy like candy bars and you know of course it's in the big drug scene because they just lace it with everything and yeah, I mean, we know it's a big problem. Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories of, of like people that would just, like there was this one college student who just, she needed to study for a final. So she got some Adderall from sketchy guy, took it, fentanyl. She didn't even take all of it. She took like a fourth of it. It's a crazy world we live in. It is crazy. Yeah. And I'll, uh, yeah. If I. So I, I take Adderall like twice a year and it's only when finals come, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, no, I just get them from a friend or something. Like, I mean, Adderall in of itself like is... Someone that like you, like they take it out of their prescription bottle. Hand. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I do have ADHD. I am prescribed it. Like I, I've taken it. And like it in of itself is just addictive already. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a strong medication, and what were you on forties? No, so I what I was prescribed was some. Well, I, I was taking thirty, uh, no twenty, twenty three times a day, um, and especially during school because I had ADHD pretty bad. And, you know, going to my sophomore year um, at A and M, I got diagnosed. Um, they prescribed it to me, and I I was taking it for about a month. You know, going into the semester, I was actually doing really well because for the first time in my life, you know, I was able to focus and think clearly and it wasn't like there was a storm spinning in my head. Um, and then for those of you that aren't aware, there is a nationwide short. There is. Yeah. Nationwide shortage of Adderall. Like nationwide, like it's on bed on back order for months and a lot of places are running out. One of the places is College Station because a lot of kids in at A&M take it. I mean, I know. 12 different people that like genuinely have it like are prescribed and they're prescribed a lot um and for me you know the semester was rough for the simple fact that i went into it with it and i ran out of it and i had to go through withdrawals and let me just say it's not fun like aches pains i couldn't i couldn't focus it was even worse than before um, some days I couldn't even get out of bed cause I had like no energy. I was just like, I would wake up super late. I was tired. Like I was, ooh, it was not good. I was struggling to lift up my arms at times. Jesus. You know, life can be a little tough. It doesn't help these past two years. It's not been good. It just keeps getting worse. So 
Whoop. <laughs> a good old Texas gigum. <laughs> yeah, good old Texas gigum. Hopefully it's getting better. You know, we're in we're on the right track. You know, we are on track. Or I am I'm on track to hopefully uh we're gonna get better. And we're on it we are on an upward progression. It's tough. Well, you know you have people supporting you with that. I know. I know. Especially my boy Jackson. Man. Come on, man. Give me some. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so let's talk about Roger Federer. Oh, come on! I love the man. What a guy, right? He's such a he's such. We're, I mean, we are not sponsored, but I recommend anyone that listens to this podcast and is still listening to go buy a pair of Ons. The Roger Ons. That'd be the Rogers, or that'd be a pair of On Clouds. Hell, a beanie. Everything is nice. Get you some On. It's quality. And if On runs across this. You should sponsor me. That would be sponsor me, actually. <laughs> sponsor both of us, please. But uh, no, I mean, I mean, Roger revolutionized tennis. I mean, the 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 effortless the effortless look of playing the game that is so prevalent. Yeah, I mean, and really just downright gritty. I mean, we we've seen Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal and. New guys like uh, Stefano Sissipas and Denis Shapovalov come through and, 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 and break the game. I mean, you know, Nadal in himself is just a dog. He's, he's a unit. absolute dog. I mean, he's a unit. I mean, Rafael Nadal is the greatest clay court tennis player to ever walked. Absolutely. Ever. I mean, I mean, he won what, correct me if I'm wrong, but 13 French Open. Here, hold this. Possibly 14. I'm not 100% sure. I think Jackson's going to fact check me. I'm, I, I want to say 14. No, no. I think it's 15 French Opens. I think he ended up winning 15 of them out. How many times has Rafael Nadal won the French Open? Uh, 14. 14s. So I was correct. Oh, good shit. I was correct. Good shit. That's good. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a Federer guy. I take Federer over Nadal. Anyway. See, I always, I always hated Federer. Why? Because I I thought he made the game look too easy, and I love how much effort Nadal put into the game. Okay. And I love Nadal's style. I'm not a heavy baseliner like Fed is. Fed is baseline come into the net. Nadal is stands four feet behind the baseline and rip everything six feet over the yeah, net with topspin. I mean, he kills the ball, but there's just nothing like Federer just kind of like gracefully yeah. dropping a back yeah, shot and yeah, then just yeah, going yeah. up and killing it. Yeah, like I still remember back in fucking what was it twenty, twenty sixteen or something where they were at the U.S. Open and he did the round the net shot. Oh, against Kyrgios, dude. <sighs> Kyrgios was like, "What? Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, it, okay. No, no, no. That was twenty. I think you're right. Twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, and it was at the Miami Open. Miami Open. The Miami Open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, he just insane. Insane. I mean, that was a great match. I mean, it's but crazy. the 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 quality of tennis that Nadal and Federer produce when they're on the same court is just incredible. And, I mean, and the, those are highlights that'll be watched yeah, for years, forever. Man. It's phenomenal, Nadal. Phenomenal. It's like a manga he's on amphetamines. It's like a manga he's on amphetamines. Dude, when he said that, when who was playing? It was Jack Sock, and it was Jack Sock and John Isner versus nope. the Bryan brothers, I believe. And he was like, "It's like a manga on amphetamines." And when he said that, I was like, where, where does this guy come up with this stuff? I know. And he used to commentate on all of Nick Kyrgios' matches, but I don't 
I don't really watch tennis like that anymore. I Me just kind of keep up with it on social media. Yeah, I'll just I'll just pull up clips every once in a while. Yeah, sometimes I'll watch some highlights. Like the other day, the other day I was studying for one of my exams, and I was just like, you know, I really want to watch some tennis. So I just on my other screen, I just pulled up, you know, tennis clips twenty twenty two and just let them play. Yeah, and I just I I mean just the quality of tennis just got oh it's so good i couldn't tell you the amount of high school classes that i did not do work and i just sat there and watched tennis oh clubs. my god half of mine i couldn't tell you how literally many... what what class was it with uh what's his name with um yeah with with one of our coaches uh, we probably shouldn't say his name on it but shout out to him um and we just in that class i mean first off we, we'd we have all, life we, discussions we, yeah we always use socratic we socratic we socratic everything, and then the rest of the time we just watch tennis and, and BS. It's literally just bullshit of the entire class, and we got college credit for it. I mean, and it was a and class. and then it transferred too, which was insane. Yeah, I mean, geez, dude, I blend in with your blanket. I know. <laughs> That's funny. This man's over here wearing some plaid and just fits right into my comforter set. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, man, oh man, yeah man. You been following any sports other than tennis? Yeah, I follow. I keep up with a lot of golf. Charlie Woods, let me tell you. Tell me about him. I don't the know anything kid, about the golf. The kid's got a hell of a golf swing, and holy cow! Didn't he, he is, just play a tournament with his dad? Yeah, he did the PNC Championships. Uh, they did not win. Um, I can't remember the winner, but. Uh, it's always nice to see see uh, Charlie Woods and Tiger and and John Daly and his son. I mean, they're just out so on the course. Good. They're good, man. They're they're fun to watch. The Dailies especially because John shows up drunk smoking a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't surprise me if the son does too. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think I heard he. Uh, I saw on Instagram that he goes to the University of Arkansas and yeah, plays he, plays golf there. He's he probably bodies everyone else. Yeah. Um, he was on a uh, good, good, um, he was in a good, good YouTube video. If you, anybody on here watches golf or is familiar with the current golf scene, they know that good, good golf is pretty big on YouTube. Uh, pretty impressive group of guys. And, um, he was in one of their videos. It was pretty cool. It's just nice to see that. Yeah. As, as a golf guy. As a golf guy. Yeah. See, I'm not really a golf guy. I follow a bit more of football. Been I've been following, following a lot. I've been following a lot of football, bro, man. How about them Cowboys? Hey, how how about that loss to Jacksonville? Let's okay, talk about okay. the fact that okay. we need a long snapper ASAP. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, listen. I don't know what it is. They can beat the crap out of anyone who's decent, but then the second that a shitty team comes along. You just gotta throw in the towel. It's like, ah, oh, man. I will. I will give it. I will give it to Trevor Lawrence for taking advantage of a situation. I will give him that, and I will say that, you know, the Jaguars played a pretty good game. But I mean, you know, it's just, you know, that was the sermon tonight for the Christmas Eve service at church, and they were talking about how you know sometimes you put hope in things, you put your hope in things that, you know, aren't guaranteed, and. Um, I was like, you know, that's a really good point. And, and the pastor had actually brought up, you know, like the Cowboys, you know, just kind of making a joke. And I was like, you know, but it's so factual. I feel like in life we do the same thing. You know, we put hope into things that we think will work out without a guarantee. And then, you know, we're, we're not stupid. We know that there's either going to be 
there's, you know, there's, it's going one way or the other. You know, we've, 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 we're, t- we're damn near 20 years old. Like we figured out, you know, at least that I haven't figured out everything. Don't know everything. Not yet. But, um, you know, you, you, you tend to put things together. Yeah. I mean, this, this year in of itself, I've taken a long look at life, you know, just cause it's been so interesting. <laughs> um, I feel like this has totally been a year of like figure shit out. Oh, definitely. Like I've figured out, like I, I have discovered so many things about myself, about relationships. Oh my God. With, with, with women and you know, um, the bros. Yeah. My friends. And I've met some, some of my best friends forever this year. You know, I've met some really incredible people. Um, you know, I lived I lived in, in Kansas. I lived in a state I never thought I'd live in. It was just it was really crazy. Done some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff in the the run amongst towns of Kansas. Absolutely. Uh, Manhattan, Kansas, K State. I mean, I was turned into a K State Wildcat fan. Without a doubt. Like I mean they're, I, they're I'm good. a K State fan and and the game against TCU. Did you watch the game against TCU? Mm-mm. Okay. They win? Yeah, they did. They beat TCU. And that was a crazy. It was for the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, it was actually in Dallas. Oh, but crazy, crazy. You know, if it's not the Aggies, I don't really follow it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, going into the, this football season, the Aggies, the Texas A and M Aggies. No, Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A and M Aggies had the number one recruiting class in the nation over Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide, and. Um, you saw what that Let's got. Let's be honest, they kind of shit the bag. <laughs> kind of shit the bag. I I feel like an extremely shit the bag. Uh Texas A&M's record this year, I believe was Wait, pull it fact check me. I'm thinking they were I think I'm thinking the end of the season like 4 and 10 or 4 and how wait, how many games did they play? They played a total of 12, so 4 and 8. If they even won five and seven. Five and seven. Okay. So I was ready. They do play 12 games. They won one more than I expected them to. You know, as somebody who was at the games a lot and big Aggie fan, you know, because I, I am an Aggie myself. Um, you know, just got thanks and gig <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't get it, man. Because. It, they were good against good teams. Like, there was something there. You could see it. Like, some plays, you just were blown away. Because you were like, holy crap, they made it look like it was nothing. But then, right There's just no that, consistency. There's no maintenance. And it's a young team. I feel like the talents there, they just have to string it together. I don't think that they're a bad football team. I think they were overhyped, and I think that there was a lot of expectation. I think that they, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure on that group of guys, and I feel like they're just too young. They, Absolutely, they they need, and you know, the whole COVID year thing. Some some you know some guys being six year seniors, and stuff like that. So, I'm so upset. A chain is gone. I'm so upset. Who's that? A-Chain was our running back. And if you don't know, this man, a monster. Where does, does he in the NFL? Yeah, he went into the draft. Who does he play for? Let me pull up. 
Very curious as to who this guy plays for. His, fresh, his freshman year, he played eight games, and he ran like 364, 364 yards and 43. He had 364 rushing yards as a freshman, and he just got better, man. Like, there were so, so... is he not in the league? Is he a free agent, or what is he? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, has the draft even happened yet? Oh, he's... Like, he, he played for us this year, and he's going into the oh, draft. Oh, he's going into the draft. No, the draft is not happening I mean... Yet. Like there were there were so many there were so many games where he he was like no we're gonna we're gonna do something and he just went and did it and it was so cool to see because he his resilience to just keep pushing was incredibly high he just he did you could tell he did not want to lose and word up to that man he was a monster. Every time you saw him take the ball, he did something. It didn't matter what. What the fuck is that? It sounds like a mongoose on a metamate. <laughs> Not that. Dude, what the hell is happening out there? Fucking World War Three. I'm going to pull this up real quick. I'm gonna... We're going to learn a little bit about Devon A. Chain. He's he's five nine and hundred eighty five pounds. I'm like his weight, and I'm six two. The guy's a fucking unit. Let's see. His rush yards. Looks like about a thousand and two. Uh, wait, eleven hundred and two. He's a monster. Yeah, he's insane. He rushed an average. I mean, an average of five point six for what he had. Like, I mean, we had. A really crappy O-line for the past couple years. Um, defense, of course, defense monstrous, you know. Of course, you know. Wrecking ball. Fucking goaded. <laughs> um, but he just, every time he got the ball, did something. I mean, rushing touchdowns? Is it this season? Don't tell me it's just this season. He's, I mean, he's a 94% in rushing. He's, he's ranked number six in the draft for running backs. I mean, he's good. Yeah, like, he was crazy. so good. And I mean, just, Connor Wayman, that man is going to be a monster. Who? Our, our new quarterback. He was a freshman. Dude, he came in there and he did stuff. He was good. He's mobile. Good passing. Can you step in the pocket? Dude. Yeah. Monster. I didn't really watch any of the games, dude. I just kept watching the season just get worse and worse and worse and worse. And I was like, yeah, I can't keep up with the Aggies. I'm sorry. He's good. I'd call my mom. I'd say, how'd those fighting Aggies do? She goes, fucking lost. (laughs) Like, oh, well, dang. It's all right. The Texas State Bobcats probably lost, too. Oh, dude. So bad, but hey, I'm really excited about GJ Ken. Really excited. He led University of Incarnate Word into a conference title. So I'm pretty sure their NCAA Division. I'm pretty sure they're NCAA Division two, but they're. I think they're. Double A. All I gotta say is, Bama, we're coming for you again. 
I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, and you're going down hard. That's all I'm going to say. Because you were at that game, right? I was I was front row for that Bama game that we won last year. There's oh, an, my there, God. Yeah, there was an epic picture of you that got released on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. like I was I was the face of the core for a couple of days. Um, I think I was on the TMU official page, like, the game was insane. And being on the field afterwards, I mean, everybody in the stands was on the field. It was amazing. Sounds like a really fun NCAA Division One school mm-hmm. thing that would never happen at Texas State unless we did something crazy. Hell, whenever we beat App State, I was pretty excited because App State beat A&M. And then Texas State turned around that weekend, dude. I was going around talking so much shit. I was like, yeah, "We want you fucking asshole." You yeah. hit me up, and you're like, "You're like, hey, we should fucking play A and M because we'll win. We yeah. be abstain." I was like, "We want Jimbo and the fucking Aggies. <laughs> we want Jimbo and the Aggies." That's funny. Have you been following anything within like the gaming community, Jackson? You know the answer before okay. you ask the question. Okay, I just gotta say. You know the answer to that question is a what? No. <laughs> Just gotta say, God of War Ragnarok, fire. Fire. Whatever that means. Coming from the guy who plays D&D. Okay, okay look. D&D gets a bad rap, okay? Look, a lot of the people that play it are really fucking weird. Okay, some of them are really weird. I will admit it. But I mean, you put it in the right light, like all it is, I will say Jackson did try and introduce me to it, and it's actually fun. It's it it's fun. It, I like storylines, and I like act. I like the fact that you can literally just make up anything. Yeah, like it's literally so cool. But the people that choose to play it, or the people that I attempted to play with in high school that one time, yeah, weird as fuck. Yeah, that didn't that didn't play out well because we just, mm, yeah, no, <laughs> no bueno. No bueno, senor. Oh, dude. No bueno. No good. But yeah. Oh, wait. Um, Back to the fentanyl vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, we need to finish that conversation. Essentially, it's a preventative thing. Okay. So it's like you take it. So it like builds your immune system? Um. So you get the vaccine, right? And it stays within your system. And whenever you overdose, it completely neutralizes it. And I'm pretty sure it neutralizes like the effects in general, so it's like it'll stop it like you from ODing, and it just neutralizes it entirely. Of course, you know it's going to human testing, and there's going to be a lot of tweaks and stuff that they're going to have to do, but it's promising, and it'll save a lot of people. Yeah, that's a good thing. And you know, hell, if they did it as fast as they did the COVID vaccine, that'd be pretty cool. Right. Hey, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but they made that COVID vaccine way too fast. And everyone's got it. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people do. I'm just saying, as somebody who works in a pharmacy and stuff, I don't know, man. Even the pharmacists are skeptical. I'm just saying. I'm skeptical. And I'm in in the medical industry myself and, and... I see medicine being used and I see biologics being used and I see a lot of implants being used. And I don't know, just something about that vaccine just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I got it first dose, second dose, but I did not go back for any of the boosters. 
Did you get a booster? Um, I did get one, and honestly, I got sicker. <laughs> I got sicker from it. I heard that when a lot of people got the first and second booster, they got sick for a couple days. Yeah. Like, it made them feel like dog shit, mm-hmm. and then they were fine. I felt achy and stuff, but other than that, I was fine. But I've heard a lot of stories of people, like, they were getting sicker because of COVID after getting the boosters. I heard a lot of also women too saying that like it does stuff to it does stuff to pregnant women. Mm-hmm. And it also prevents it can prevent pregnancy. Is that a thing? Um, or am I just talking out of my ass? I don't know. I don't. This is another thing that we need the viewers to help us with or listeners, yeah. sorry, not viewers. Yeah. yeah, let's let's get some <laughs> Let's get some comments about different things. You can fact check us. Come at come at me. Don't actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't don't come at us. Just inform us. Help help educate us. Cause exactly, we're just a couple college kids talking. Yeah, we're just talking. Like you know, we live in the social media generation, and some of the shit we see on social media is, I don't believe a third of it. Like some of it, I just look at it and I'm like, there's no way this is real. But then at the same time, there's always that curiosity. Like oh. What if it is real? Yeah, you know what you know what I've you know what I've heard a lot. Did you hear about the new R. Kelly album? What? You know, yeah, it was okay. We're it was labeled. About... It was labeled. I did it. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it was. It was did a you huge. See, did you see? Did you see O.J. Simpson go on the Nelk Boys and the Nelk Boy? <coughs> oh my goodness! You okay? You die in there? Pardon me. Um, and one of the Nelk Boys tried to bring up he was like so aren't you like curious as to if um you know the killer of the wife and the boyfriend are still out there and oj was like i'm not talking about this we're not having this discussion no we're not talking about this and Mm -hmm. i was like "Hmm. Mm hmm we all know oj did that shit yeah you think he did it i know he did it i'm not informed enough to know but from what i've heard the Bronco in itself incriminates the dog piss out of him. That was that's the most iconic police chase in American history. Yeah. OJ flying down in his Bronco. Yeah. I mean the helicopter's chasing him. Yeah. I mean and then get through the court case and oh no. Yeah. OJ didn't do it. But I mean, going, going. What do you mean OJ didn't do it? What is it? Going, Who the fuck did it? Going back to that R. Kelly thing, that was all just a huge thing on social media that somebody just started. It was completely untrue, of course, easily fact checkable, but everybody took it and they ran. They ran with it. That's insane. Yeah, I know. Stuff like that pops up on social media all the time, and it's just crazy. It is really, really crazy. Have you seen the movie uh, Bullet Train? Is that with um, Brad Pitt? Yes, dude. It, first off, great movie. Pretty solid. highly recommend. It. Pretty solid. I want to see the movie. Um, what's it called? What's it about? It's it's like a Christmas horror movie kind of thing. It's with, oh the Bad Santa no, or something. It's with um, the guy from Stranger Things that plays the cop. Yeah, hold on. Um, it's uh, what's his name? He's been in a lot of stuff lately. Oh, it's uh, something night, right? Yeah. 
David Harbour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Violent Night. Violent Night. That looks so good. It does look good. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not a big like violence guy and stuff, but that just looks funny and it looks incredible. You follow you follow any comedians? Huh? You following comedians? Comedians? Yeah. <laughs> as controversial as he is, I think Dave Chappelle is fucking Okay, hilarious. Dave Chappelle is fantastic and he's a great stand-up comedian. I think he's a great comedian. I mean, and he's a pretty good guy. Seems He's just a normal guy. He just lives his life. He just does whatever he wants to do. But um But um yeah, um Bert Kreischer. Kreischer? You know him? Mm-mm. He has a movie coming out called The Machine. It's a stand-up comedy that he did. It's a it's a special that he did on Netflix. Highly recommend checking it out. It's called The Machine. Um but he talks about his trip where he went to Russia, right? Oh uh, shit. And while he was in Russia, he, uh, they hit the school, the university he was at because it was a study abroad. They paid the mob to protect them because at that time, the mob controlled Moscow and a lot of Russia, right? And uh, so they paid the mob. And, you know, when they got there, they told him, look, these guys are in the mob. Do not talk to them. Stay away from them. Of course, what's Bert's first fucking choice? Go talk to the mob. Well, here's the thing. They only speak. Russian, um, and despite being in Russian, he was in Russian five or something like he was in the class for all four years of his college. He had not learned a damn word because they had a really small Russian program. And he, uh, the, essentially the head of it set him down and said, look, if you stay in the class, I will give you a C and pass you. You don't have to learn anything. You just have to be there. And they came to him. They're like, Hey, if you come on this, I'll give you an A for the rest of the year. You don't even have to come to class or anything. So he's like, hell yeah, because they wanted it to happen, and if he didn't go, it wouldn't have happened. So he decides to go, and all he knows is, well, he created he he had this whole statement he was gonna say pretty much like, I am this I'm this person, you know, I brought some vodka for y'all. Let's out, let's party. Um, but whenever he got to him and they're standing in front of him, you know, wife beater, Adidas sweatpants, you know, the whole shabow wow. Um, Shabow wow <laughs> He uh He forgets everything he's gonna say And all he, all he remembers is And all he says is I am the machine In Russian to him And they look at him They look at each other And they go He's the machine <laughs> And he proceeds to just start drinking with him And at that time you know He wasn't really like a good drinker But something about it Something about that night He just went crazy He just shot for shot with these mobsters just keeps going, just keeps going all the way through the night. So then, of course, he's in at that point. And they're taking him places. They're doing all these things. And <laughs> he tells the story. And essentially, you know, they do some shady shit there. And then they have to go on a train. And it's like an overnight train. And he goes goes with the mob guys. And the mob guys trade him off to another mob. But they're like, yo, this guy's the machine. We got you set. You're cool. Like, just go with these guys. They get him up to first class. Because, you know, he knows the mob guys and the mob guys run the train and shit. <laughs> and he's with them and they're drinking. They're having a good time. They're running out of booze. So they're like, hey, let's go. Let's go get some booze. So they go down to the to the bar cart. And they, <laughs> the guy talks to him and he goes and they're grabbing all the vodka, all the stuff. And the guy goes, hey, in Russian, he goes, hey, um, 
grab the money in the register and he goes yo i understood you and he's like oh that's good now grab the fucking money in the register at that point he realizes they're robbing the train <laughs> so they rob the train and they uh they get all the booze or whatever they're going they go through the luggage cart with all of his classmates luggage in there and they rob his classmates every one of them including his own bag they they just rob everything and the, the teacher goes up to him like later and she's like you're so fucked we called the cops like you're screwed and that's how the story ends um they get there right take him off the train he goes up to the he's with the police he's with the mob guys the mob guys go up and go just stay here mob guy goes up to him and goes fuck you pig fucking flicks a cigarette in the dude's face and all this shit he's talking all this shit calls him over <laughs> and he goes come here he gets in real close and he goes so i heard you're the machine huh let's go drink buddy <laughs> that's where the story is so this is a true story uh from what he says is it's a true story um and he's making a movie off of it that's it dude no bars they said you know there hasn't been a movie in a long time that doesn't you know cater to like some specific audience or anything and it kind of holds back and stuff they said for this movie they didn't nothing they just full full steam ahead they're gonna go everything as hard as they can like this movie's gonna be legit i'm just saying i've seen the teaser pretty crazy yeah you know you want to watch it yeah let's pause this all right all right guys we'll be back yeah so um he was on joe rogan Whenever they showed that, that was like where it originally came from. And whenever, <laughs> whenever Joe Rogan sees it, Joe Rogan goes, what the fuck? But he's like, I'm watching it. That's going to be good as shit. You know, because Joe Rogan kind of talks like this. I love Joe Rogan. I love whenever he posts his, uh... oh, no, that's not Joe Rogan. Never mind. Actually, no, it is Joe Rogan. Whenever he posts his uh, hot or his, um, his ice bath videos. Yeah. He, he's the ice bath. Um, he's been doing that for a while. The, the tub therapy. I kind of want to try it, man. Uh, it's pretty good. Like doing it consistently. It shocks your system and it does a lot of good. I've heard, yeah, I've heard it increases a lot of things. They say, they like they say it's good to take cold showers and it really sucks starting off. But then you start seeing a lot of improvements. Yeah. More focus, more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, an increase in what is it? Is it dopamine? Uh, something like that. But it, it's like, it's good. Yeah. You want me to pull it up and see what it does? Nah, it's alright. But dude, I don't know. Joe Rogan is—he's big on like a lot of like self-help. He is. He's big on guys like waking up and practicing self-care and do things like like men like do things you need to do. You know. And he's—he's he's very big on that anti-anti like all the bad things yeah. like processed foods and all that he's against it and honestly like there's a lot of stuff in there that does not need to be in our food that's why america is so obese mm-hmm. we're a fat ass country yep unfortunately <laughs> it just makes it just makes it harder to find those good looking shotties you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean man. but dude uh no like like big pharma scary stuff dude scary, scary stuff. insurance oh my god have you i've talked to you about like the insurance shit yeah dude i deal with, I deal with insurance quite a bit like, i do as well you know like working in a pharmacy a lot of it goes through insurance and 
prices of meds, dude, they should not be that high. If you don't have insurance, you're fucked. Pretty much for most medications. I mean, like today, like I saw some crazy price, like in the thousands, dude. For what, a 30-day prescription? Yep, not even. Like It was like a one-time use, dude. Wow. Yeah. And these are like medications people need. That's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I know. I just, I wish, I wish that people stopped being greedy and that they just were like, you know, we need to look out for each other. I really wish that was a thing. Yeah, but there's no money in that, Jackson. I know. And I know there's not. And I'm not, but I, I'm not advocating for it. I'm not advocating, advocating for a fucked up system. Don't get me wrong. I'm coming. I'm playing devil's advocate and saying, look, that's a money system. And obviously things cost way too much. I get it. I'm in the world of medical sales. I mean, we... And, and I'm in a private, a, a private small company. And all we do is distribute. We're not even a manufacturer. And when you're independent like that, you know, you do have some freedom. You can really sell whatever the fuck you want. You're not stuck with one company stuff, which is really cool. But it's just really crazy to see what what people are willing to charge for something. And people are willing to buy it for. Yeah, it's really crazy. And, you know, what's crazy is, is while all this is happening, the one person that is is being affected by this or should be affected by this positively is actually the one getting fucked over. And that's the patient. And it's, you know, it's just crazy what these hospitals are willing to spend and what these insurance companies are willing to cover and what the, with these retail companies that are selling this stuff, what they're selling it for the, the producers and the makers of the stuff. And it's just crazy whether that be drugs or, or, implants and hardware that goes in somebody's body or i mean hell a bag of cheetos is five bucks i mean we we were walking around walmart talking about how we used to buy toys for five dollars and we pass an action figure that was on clearance for twenty five dollars and it it was not even as good as what we would have gotten for five no way i mean it's just crazy the quality of stuff has gotten shittier and shittier and the prices have gotten higher and higher it's it's like we're moving backwards i know and like, dude, every aspect of the world is like that. It's not like, it's not where like can, it's, it's where can we save some money to make some more money? Exactly. What can we do for cheaper and then turn around and sell it for more? I mean, if prices, if everyone's price is high, you can't, can't do anything about it. And everybody, you know, that like they, they have those policies about, you know, but that's just inflation. It also is starting to cost these companies more to do what they're doing because the prices of everything have gone up. So then their price has to turn around and gone up. Turn around and go up. I know. I just hate it because it's like everybody's like, we'll match the price. We'll lower our price or whatever. But even the lowest is too high. Still too high. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. It was, I mean, that's what inflation is. It's just, it's, it's a punishment to the middle class. Because when we punishment were, and middle and lower class, especially the lower class, but the middle class as well, because you know, and everyone knows this in Trump's economy, the the middle class were living great, and then boom, we're in Biden's economy, and a lot of people are starting to struggle. People that were quote unquote pretty comfortable back in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, and you know, 
So, um, so I was in my class and it's, uh, it was psychology, excuse me. It was psychology of stereotypes, prejudice and the minority experience. Right. And they asked us, they're like, how much do your parents make? Right. And you know, my parents make around a little over or like mid like 150, right. A year. You know, it's considered rich. But, like, we don't live, like, comfortably. Like, it's still a struggle to do things. Yeah. Like, we don't go on vacations and stuff because we can't afford it. But we're considered rich. Like, that's just insane. It's crazy. I don't know, man. The world. I don't know, bro. Life is tough. It's insane. I mean, but that's just growing up, you know. I mean, we've learned a lot about that this year, like, just growing up. I mean, the past couple of years, you know, going 18, 19, 20, like the stuff I've had to do and go through, you know, because of money. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I just, I wish things were better and hopefully they are 2023 going to be my year. Same here, man. I am ready to use all the stuff I learned this year and really just start off the year with it. You know, I've yeah. learned a lot. And now that I've got a lot of this knowledge, I'm excited to really start applying a lot of it and move forward. It's going to be a good year. I really hope so. Because this year, not to play. I mean, dealing with potential expulsion, or not expulsion, but dismissal from my university just because of the rough patch I've been going through, like academically and like personally, you know? Like, and I'm not, I'm not a dumb guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm smart and I, I am successful, but it just hits like a train and you get knocked off that horse. You got to get back up, but nobody tells you how hard it is to get back up on that horse. Especially when you deal with something at the level that you were dealing with whenever, you know. Yeah. Withdrawals and medication that was, you know, really doing a good thing. And then it's taken away from you, Mm -hmm. you know. The body just kind of doesn't know what to do. The the mind doesn't know what to do even worse. Because the mind, you know. Is really liking what was happening when that medication was, uh, you know, was helping. And then it's just taken away and the mind's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I took a philosophy course this semester. And that was really, like, helpful. Because you really think about a lot of things. And, like, how, why people do things. And you know, the actions behind them and, you know, trying to figure out just life and different aspects of it. Like, I mean, did you, did you read a lot of Mill? Uh, no, not really. Who were the philosophers that y'all focused on? Uh, we didn't really focus on a specific philosopher. We just went through and talked about, cause you know, it was just more of an intro, you know, kind of getting into it and with my major and everything I'll have to probably get a little deeper into and I hope I do because I find it really interesting I mean you know like Aristotle Aristotle his stuff still applies today a lot of his stuff does yeah like oh man you want to know something that's really boggling yeah okay I'm gonna talk about Aristotle's cape okay try to stick with me okay so what Aristotle's cape is no it's not Aristotle Plato's Plato's cape so essentially you know, we have those ideas in our, our world, you know, life, 
liberty, justice, freedom, will, you know, willpower, all of that. What he said was all of it exists in its purest form in another dimension. Right? So like, like justice, for example, you know, like, let's be honest, not all of our justice is sound and it's not always fair. You know, justice is, justice is fair, justice, you know, you see the two uh, (coughs) scales, you see the two scales, right? And, you know, they're supposed to be even because, you know, life, it needs to be fair and everything like that. And essentially what Plato's cape said was that (coughs) justice itself exists in a true, it's true ID, ideal, ID, justice itself exists in the truest ID. idea justice itself exists in the truest id right i are you okay i don't know man i'm free i don't know so the two scales exist right and the truest idea right justice itself exists in its truest form but what we do is we only interpret it you know like we do our best to interpret it but we can never interpret the truest form of itself. And essentially what they, what he theorizes is that all of these exist in their truest form in an alternate reality or like an alternate dimension. And it's just super like interesting because you never think about it that way. We try our best to interpret them and those ideas exist, but we can never get them right because that's just how it is. What do you think about that, Jackson? I think it's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been positively random. Uh, the podcast where me and one of my buddies just talk about some random stuff and go into it. I think that was a pretty good one. What do you think? I think we covered a lot of topics. I'm excited to uh, hear what our listeners have to say. Or your listeners, sorry. Um, no, man. I mean, you're on here too, and hopefully, you'll be a reoccurring guest because you are one of my ma- one of like my best friends for show, and I want you back. And thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me on and uh, you guys keep smiling. Absolutely. All right. Well, that has been Jackson Messer and Jackson Mayot on Positively Random signing off. You'll have a good one now. Bye bye.